0: Now tune
1: in to the Storm Tracker podcast. All right, Storm Tracker podcast here. I'm Marcus Benjamin here with my guy Frank Tucker, representing the Crib, South Florida, and it is spring officially. Well, for us, like we're going into the spring here. But what's not official is the running backs and wide receivers coaches for Miami. Now, Miami already did lock in an offensive coordinator in Shannon Dawson, also a linebackers coach, Derek Nicholson inside linebackers. This was officially announced last week by the Miami Hurricanes. But we have yet to see an announcement for the running backs coach or the wide receivers coach. A lot of names being thrown around here. Frank, you you put together an article on the on the running back candidates. Who do you think ends up getting this job at, or who do you think is kind of most deserving here? Yeah, I don't think anybody
0: has an idea right now of who who's likeliest to get this job. As Mario Cristobal has done with the offensive coordinator opening, the defense coordinator opening and the linebacker's coach opening, he keeps things pretty close to the best. Not many of us really had an idea of who's going to come out as the guy for those positions. But if you're asking me a couple of the candidates after Telly Lockett has kind of bowed out of the race, I know he wasn't offered the position, but he definitely was in the running. Um, There was a lot of rumors that he was one of the guys that Mario Cristobal was interested in. Um, The other two guys would be other South Florida natives, Tim Harris and Juwan Sider. Tim Harris of UCF um, and Jawan Sider of Penn State, both guys with elevated titles of co-offensive coordinator Um, and Juwan Sider is actually the uh, assistant head coach at Penn State as well. So these guys uh, would be home run hires just from the perspective of poaching two guys from what are now Power 5 programs in UCF and Penn State and two guys that have an incredible track record as recruiters. Uh, Juwan Sider doing it at West Virginia with Shannon Dawson, did it at University of Florida, and now Penn State. Uh, He's just one of those guys that – We know so well in South Florida because he constantly comes down here and gets in the race for a number of top prospects, and he'll be continuing to do that whether he's at Penn State or Miami. Uh, Tim Harris is a guy who's kind of moved up through the ranks pretty quickly, was at FIU not that long ago, and is now uh, in contention for the hometown school Miami Hurricanes running back coach position, the same position his father held uh, during Al Golden's tenure. So it it would be a nice – you know, circle circle of life in the in the <laughs> South Florida high school coaching ranks uh, to see another Harris take that spot. Um, but, so those are the two guys for me that I think would be best fits. Um, I, I think Mario's um, Mario's running back coach from his time at Oregon, Jim Mastro, probably doesn't come just because of what have been rumored as family health issues that keep him on the West Coast. I would not be surprised to hear Mario reach out to him, um, but I, I don't think that's something that's feasible at this time.
1: Yeah, I like the Tim Harris uh, possibility just because, you know, hometown guy knows the area already has recruited pretty well in the state of Florida. So he kind of has expanded his, his landscape, so to speak of, of recruiting. So I I would like to see that happen just because, Hey, it's Tim Harris, it's, it's coaching royalty in South Florida with his dad being at Booker T. I mean, they already got it. One of the best running backs in the state is Gerald Modest there at Miami Booker T. Washington. Uh, maybe some momentum picks up there. If Tim, Har- Tim Harris indeed takes the job. And just just the simple fact of getting a hometown guy at that, at that particular position. Because for me, South Florida does not have a shortage of skilled position players, especially when it comes to running back. Miami I mean, Miami picked up two local running backs last uh, cycle and Chris Johnson and and, and Mark Fletcher. So the, the talent is always, always here in South Florida. So I think it behooves behoove the Hurricanes to get a hometown guy, a Florida guy, because you don't have to go too far to get a top-level running back. And the same thing for me goes for wide receiver, Wide receivers definitely is in abundance here in South Florida, and I think it would it would definitely benefit the Hurricanes if they got a hometown guy for the wide receivers coach position. And the name that people love or or, or falling in love with is is Leonard Hankerson. Leonard Hankerson, hometown guy, played for the Hurricanes. At St. Thomas Aquinas, um you know, is where he played his high school ball. So he already have that connection there. And you already have some, you know, uh potential wide receiver targets on that squad right now with Chance Robinson and maybe possibly James Madison. So so yeah, I I would like to see that. I know the fans would love to see that both. Uh, a Tim Harris and, and a Leonard Hankerson, but what are some of the other guys that that you're thinking that wide receivers coach that Miami should consider?
0: And just real quick, touch touching on that
1: running back spot uh, with the talent in South Florida, there are four
0: really elite backs in this 2024 class. You got Chris Wheatley Humphrey out of Dillard, who has a Miami offer. Stacey Gage and Jordan Lyle, both at Saint Thomas Aquinas, yeah. um, and, and there's numbers other. There's a number of other guys, right? You got Gerald modest. you got AJ Smith, right? It, it's there's a lot of guys, right, that, that Miami could necessarily go after. Isaac Brown, another name committed to Louisville at this time. And, and we know that they're going to go after the Jarrett Gibson's, the Kevin Riley's. It, there's going to be guys from out of state that they're going to go after. But if you wanted to stay home like you did in the last, last cycle, you definitely could. That's why adding a Tim Harris to the running back spot, I think, would be so important, just like you said. A couple of guys that I like at the receiver spot. James Coley is the name that constantly comes up anytime there's an opening, no matter who the head coaching, who head coach is at the University of Miami. James Coley, former offensive coordinator at the University of Miami, currently the wide receivers coach at Texas A&M. There's a lot of rumors that have come up that Texas A&M was trying to scoop Louisville's wide receivers coach uh, from them, right, on multiple yeah. occasions this offseason. That's kind of interesting that – Texas a is going after another wide receivers coach when they already have James Coley in the building. But I think that there is potential for him to want to get out, right? New, new offensive coordinator. Um, what's who's I'm drawing a blank from, from Louisville. What's his name? Uh, motorcycle guy, motorcycle <laughs> affair guy. I, I I can't believe I'm completely drawing a blank here, but it, you know, he, he's a guy that likes to likes to, likes to have teachers at the wide receivers coach position and James Coley's M.O. is really just kind of being a recruiter. He's coached tight ends. He's coached receivers. He's coached quarterbacks. He's a guy that – he's kind of a jack of all trades, maybe not a master of any. Um, But if you were trying to bring in a guy that can recruit, um, I I think he would be a really good fit. The guy that I think is the absolute home run hire of of the wide receivers group is Lonnie Galloway from UNC. Assistant head coach there, passing game coordinator at UNC – I think he's one of the best developers of wide receiver talent in the country. He's not always getting you know blue chip talent at UNC. A lot of times they're recruiting you know very close to home. Um, that's 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 just kind of their mo. Uh, and and I think that at Miami with this air raid offense and the and the talent that is and it's Bobby Petrino. I'm sorry now I and I got it. Bobby Petrino. He he's a he's the offense coordinator at Texas A&M now, and he's okay. from what I heard he wants a developer of talent at wide receiver, not so much a guy like James Coley, who I'm not saying is a bad coach, but is, his thing is not really developing receivers into first-round draft pick guys. That's just not really what he, he is. He's more of a guy that's going to go out and get be your ace recruiter on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but Lonnie Galloway, just the whole package, the whole package, it's going to cost them a lot of money to go get that guy. But it, with the bag that Miami has on this for this coaching staff, I think that, He's the option number one and there is no one B. It's it's Lonnie Galloway for me. I think stealing him from a conference rival would be huge as well. And I think with Jeremiah Smith and Josiah Trader and Chance Robinson and all these guys talking about how they want to be developed at the next level, not so much committing just to a school, Lonnie Galloway would be a really good fit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. We'll we'll see. Uh Miami needs to hurry up though. They they need to <laughs> They need to get these guys locked in because we got Junior Day coming up, and uh, of course we'll have a, a list of of guys that are are planning to attend Junior Day coming up on CanesCounty.com. Make sure you subscribe to the website, by the way, for exclusive information. And we are part of the Rivals Network. Uh, we, we we bring you all kinds of news covering. Miami Hurricanes, athletics, especially football, we're dialed in here in South Florida. Keynes County is where it's at. And Uh, it's a perfect time to jump on. We got one month free for you guys, right?
0: Marcus is going to be humble about it. We got a month free of elite (laughs) information, right? We got message board content, right? We got articles for you guys. We, We are doing player interviews on a daily basis, following up with kids being offered On a daily basis, we got inside tracks with a lot of these kids taking trips to out-of-state seven-on-seven tournaments. We're the whole package for you guys, and we're covering baseball and basketball harder than everybody else. So, (laughs) listen, Miami 30, code Miami 30, get your one month free, and give us a shot because it doesn't cost you anything to sign up for free.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, So... Uh, well, one thing we are going to start to incorporate in these podcasts are uh, guests. So, so we're going to start to bring guests on um, and bring in players, uh, players from the high school ranks, players from uh, the team, the the teams, uh, the Miami Hurricanes teams, uh, just to kind of get their perspective on things. We'll bring in some former players as well uh, as well as analysts just to kind of talk sports and Miami Hurricanes athletics so look out for that uh coming up soon and also coming up soon with rivals is that they're going to release uh you know the 2025 players um or 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 re-rank the players now 2025 it seems like it's a long time away but you know what the 2024 before you know it that's going to be that cycle is going to be locked in and And you're on to the next one. And South Florida and Florida in general has a lot of 2025 talents. One of which, of course, we already know Armando Blunt. Likely going to continue to his ascension amongst the 2025 ranks. So he has the ability to, to be the number one player overall in 2025. Uh, but there's some other guys in, in 2025 in South Florida that uh, uh, that we think should be considered. Who are some of those guys, you think, Frank? I think you got to keep it in the Miami Central
0: pipeline right now. Amari Wallace and Ezekiel Marcelin, two kids that are approaching 20 offers or past it that weren't ranked in our top 100 the first time around. I think that in this second evaluation of the 2025 cycle, they're going to get a lot of love, right? And when we once once Rivals expands to that Rivals 250, those are going to be guys that are probably going to be approaching that top 100 mark once again. Uh, Amari Wallace, we know him from 7-on-7. Seven seven. We know him from Friday nights. He does it all. A kid can tackle. He can play nickel. He played some corner last year against Brandon Innes, right? And, and he's a young kid that has done it already for two years. Just one of the truly elite talents at safety in South Florida, regardless of class. Another kid is Ezekiel Marcelin that I mentioned. Just explosive linebacker. He's going to be a kid that comes down to Miami maybe for his junior year, right? He might just commit early. There's a lot of factors for him to commit to Miami, and that's Reuben Bain. That's Sabbath Joseph who he has a relationship with via head coach Jube Joseph, right? He Rowan Smith was his head coach his freshman year. So uh, there's a lot of connectors there for Ezekiel Marcelin, who is a, who's been selected as an All-American before, is a 4'6", to it's a 4'5", 40 kid in the forty-yard dash already. Already, like I said, over fifteen offers, just an elite talent from a linebacker perspective. And and if we want to keep our best players home at that linebacker position, which sometimes we have a slim, you know, amount of kids at that position in South Florida, he's one of those kids that we have to target. Heavy, and I think he moves up the rankings pretty heavily. A couple other kids that I want to mention: Enio Yapor. It just—he's going to break the Miami Dade yeah. passing record as a junior, right? He, he's so, approaching so ten this, offers.
1: So this is kind of like the third year in a row, or fourth. It feels like it's the fourth year in a row that we're going to have this record broken. So it's just like every year really thing that happens.
0: <laughs> I think he's going to substantially break the record by his senior year, though. He's going to be maybe like three to four thousand yards past it. Which is gonna be a hard thing for anybody to touch. And for people that want to say he played five years of high school football, you know, by the time he's done with, with high school, his eighth grade year, he only had like six to seven hundred yards passing, right? He wasn't he wasn't on the field that much. They already had a starting quarterback. He's a kid that I think deserves he six
1: to seven hundred yards.
0: Him. He only had like six or seven hundred yards as a backup as an eighth grader, that's which that's, is a nice little boost. It's a nice little boost. But if he passes it by like four thousand yards. Right. It's like, okay, then he only passed it by like 2,400 or 3,400 yards. Right. Like, it's like okay. it, it, we're, we're splitting hairs here. The kid is a dual threat passer. He led Norland to their best season since they had Duke Johnson. Right. Yeah. He, he, he's he had central on the ropes in that state in, in that state playoff game. And yeah. then this year, he is coming in as the face of one of those teams that could surprise a lot of people in the top 25 teams in the country, maybe. So I I love Enyo Yapor. He's at like eight or nine offers right now. A good majority of those power five. He's a kid that I could see being a top two hundred kid in this twenty twenty five class pretty easily. And the last kid is a kid that I think not too many people talk about. And I have the opinion that he's probably the best receiver in the twenty twenty five class for South Florida. And in the conversation for the top receiver in twenty twenty five nationally, and that is Joshua Moore. He is explosive. He is six foot three to six foot four. Makes one handed catches. Did it against state championship winning programs in Georgia. He, the kid is an elite, elite talent. The only problem is he plays for West Broward, a school that most people don't even know about, right? If he was at American Heritage or St. Thomas Aquinas, he would be a name that is across every, every fans' lips across the country. And he's being recruited by the best in the country, Ohio State. Alabama, Miami, Florida State, Florida. Every school you can think of has tabs on Joshua Moore right now, and there's a huge reason why. He's also a two-sport kid, plays basketball as well. He is going to be an elite prospect by the time things are done. I think he's going to be a huge riser um, in this 2025 class when they do these the second round of evaluations.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you. Miami definitely has recognized his talent early, got him to – uh, a game last season so he he's very familiar uh with with the Hurricanes and they uh the Hurricanes actually visited West Broward recently uh, as well just to you know talk to Joshua Moore so so they they are, it was Mario Cristobal
0: it was Mario Cristobal who made right. that visit Cristobal
1: too. himself uh went went to visit Joshua Moore 2025 20, kids so he's a special talent hopefully they'll be able to keep him home uh just one one other guy that i would suggest is byron lewis i mean byron lewis uh running back um i think is is a guy who can potentially you know jump up the ranks as well um he is gonna to keep to keep that that american heritage uh pipeline going A running back he, he's definitely a name to kind of watch uh for for the future um so a lot a lot of 2025 talent uh, in this class in South Florida, in Florida, period, and more on Rivals.com uh, on the other national 2025 prospects that um, are creating a lot of uh, buzz. And um, aside from that, it's it's been, you know, basketball and baseball uh, going on in Coral Gables. The basketball team, I... I am pretty convinced that this team can make it to the final four I, I, and people are probably going to say, Oh, you're just saying that because you're a homer or you're covering the team or whatnot. And part of that is probably true. Uh, <laughs> uh, but at, at the same time, this team, it, the, there's no one player. Obviously Isaiah, Isaiah long is a tremendous talent and, by the way, make sure you shop the clothing line on bluechipteam.com. A lot of great apparel from him, uh, including a sweater, uh, sweatshirt uh, hoodie uh, that says unguardable. And he's been basically that. He scored 27 points in the last game uh, to lead Miami to another victory over Wake Forest over the weekend. Uh, but it's not just him. It's just there's a lot of guys that contribute on this team or, or that or that can really lead this team in scoring. Uh you got Jordan Miller who who's kind of your 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 Mr. Everything. If you need rebounds, he's got you. If you if you need assists, he he, he contributes. He plays solid defense as well. Uh Jordan Miller I think is the glue for this team. And I think he he, he's kind of one of the leaders that you're going to depend on in this March run here. And then you got Nigel Pack, who's really starting to come on as of late. He's just a tremendous shooter, very quick off the ball. And we just, and we saw that, that he's got hops as well. He can get up there and dunk it. <laughs> you know, um, he had the putback uh, dunk uh, against Duke. I mean, it, th- this is a guy that can get hot at any time. I mean, he was he was on fuego a couple of times um, within the past month, and he's a big reason why they're currently riding a six-game winning streak. And and then you got your guy in the middle, uh, uh, Nor North O'Meara, who is an undersized center. He's he's six seven, but he's just he gets the job done. I mean, uh, a comparison as far as to how he rebounds and this is kind of a really good, uh, really, you know, uh, uh, high praise for him is Chris, Chris Weber. I think uh, as far as the way he rebound is able to rebound the ball, he just rebounded at at that intensity and that size. And he's not, he's not overly tall, just like, you know, uh, Chris Weber, Um, it was, you know, he wasn't the tallest guy, but he was, he was able to just kind of use his body and, and, and put in, uh, you know, maximum effort to, to, to get the basketball when it comes to rebounding, he, he, so you
0: wilding out with basketball today, man. You you feeling froggy with the,
1: the comparisons? There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I hey, mean, they
0: better win ACC tournament play. If you're talking to me like that about <laughs> about one of these hurricanes players, man. Hey, yeah. I, I I ain't no basketball guy, but I know who Chris Weber is. So
1: yeah. If, yeah, if, yeah, If you're
0: comparing this guy to Chris Weber, man. Hey, yeah. yeah. I, they they better make it to the Final Four. They better. <laughs> Hey, better be, they better you better if you got a piece of Fab five, five, you better be making it deep, my boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I certainly think they have the potential to do so. I mean, the ACC tournament, anything can happen, you know, uh teams get hot or whatnot. Uh sometimes players get cold shooting the shooting the basketball, so you never know what can happen. Of course, in March is it's kind of the same, but this team has the potential to be that good because you can't really uh focus in on one on one guy as i said you've got a number of different guys that can uh that can contribute here uh coach l he's he's got it going again and uh they play again tonight uh against uh virginia tech on the road uh it's it's gonna be a tough game because you know uh, these are kids man and, and kids i think subconsciously kind of feel themselves (laughs) you know and maybe on, and then on the road it's a tough and tough environment so it's going to be up to coach l to really kind of make sure he motivates this team uh to 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 beat the Hokies tonight they've already beat them earlier this season so uh, it's going to be a tough one for them to win on the road but um, I, I think uh, I think the Hurricanes pull out a very very close victory, and then you got a, then you got games against Florida State, Miami's still undefeated at home. They're one of the few teams teams in the nation that are undefeated at home. So it's it's a real home court advantage. Florida State not that good this year. Uh, Miami blew the doors off of them in Tallahassee. I expect the same thing to happen this Saturday against the knolls and then uh i think they finish finish up uh at home against pittsburgh and pittsburgh is a team that beat them earlier this season uh so that's actually the last time they lost a game was to the pittsburgh panthers so it's going to be interesting how they how, how they complete this season they still have a chance at the acc regular season title uh so they would just need Virginia, who is the only ACC team ranked in the top 10, to lose. Miami already has a victory over the Cavaliers this season. So, well, we'll see how they finish that out. Um, so that's that's basically my take on the basketball squad. And then let's bring it to baseball, man. I went to my first baseball game at Mark Light Stadium on on Friday night. It, it wasn't, wasn't the best result at all. Uh, Gage Zeal got rocked. Uh, there, there's no other way to really describe it, but he got rocked two innings. And Yo, gets- the sky was falling
0: for Canes fans on
1: Friday, man. They were yes. talking <laughs> about
0: firing this guy. They were talking about this is the worst team in years. You, yeah. you look on the message boards, we got fans talking about that. This, this team is is a is a shell of what it used to be. It Used to be a baseball powerhouse. And then what happens? The <laughs> team it's a game winning. They got a game winning win. right at the end the other night and it's like what are we talking about you know what i'm saying it's baseball it's baseball it's not they're not going to win every game come on there's too many games for them to win every game they got upset at home it's okay they're gonna be fine they got a lot of talent there's always a top recruiting class with this hurricanes baseball team you know more than i do being at you know a lot of the a lot of the you know preseason games the practices press conferences and talking to you know the coaches and stuff yeah. But overall man, I Kings fans, you got to relax, man. You got <laughs> to relax. We, we yeah. got way too much way too much riding on opening day.
1: Right. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I provided my t- uh, takeaways on on the series against Penn State. You can see that on canescounty.com on um on just basically what what I think uh you know, should happen or what did happen last weekend. I mean, zeal yeah, he he had one of probably the worst performance that he, it was a nightmare for him. Uh, let, let's be honest. You pitch two innings and, you know, you give up, uh, I, I think it was nine hits or something like that. It, it was just bad, giving up 16 hits overall, nine runs, Uh, Miami just didn't have enough firepower to to come back and then they bounced back in a big way Zach Levinson obviously is your MVP of the weekend three home runs batted 500 I mean he he was he was your guy he was your boy uh, um you know during the weekend and then you gotta love Andrew Walters which you have with him as a closer I mean he is Considered one of the best closers in the nation. And he showed that on Sunday when you needed him the most. Miami was down two one. And going into those last two innings, you needed some shutdown innings from Walters. He provided that with um five strikeouts um out of you know, out of six batters that he faced. So Pretty impressive from Walters. We're gonna be leaning on him pretty much for the entire season to close out games the way he did. And then you gotta give props to CJ Cafis with, with a, a walk-off home run. He was having a tough outing in that in that game. It was actually his only hit of the entire game. So, yeah. He saved it for what it mattered. He yeah, it yeah, so, mattered. so yeah, to, to, to keep it positive. Yeah, great, awesome. But it came down to basically the final swing against a Penn State team that I don't think anybody really thinks is going anywhere, um, and that that's what you needed to win this series. So I think uh, head coach Gino Damare has a lot to kind of figure out with this lineup. He changed the lineup a few, uh, like a couple. He changed the lineup every game so far, and so he's gonna have to figure out who is going to be dependable uh, for the rest of the rest of the season. And, um, you know, there's some questions at, at leadoff, leadoff hit, uh, hit, hitter with um, Dario Gomez, you know, and there's questions to maybe move Zach Levinson up to that cleanup spot because you know, he's been lights out. So um, there's a lot of questions to be answered, but like you said, Frank, this is only the first series uh, but you know how Canes fans are—we overreacted everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh uh, so, my gosh! So, so we'll we'll see how all of that plays out. Should be an interesting season. I think this team still has a chance, legitimate chance to win the Coastal Division and go to Omaha. And um, and and like I said, the basketball team. Uh, we'll, we'll see how how they finish out the season. But Canes um, doing well in both on the diamond and on the court. So what else you got, Frank, anything else you want to. Yo, you guys are
0: absolutely going to love this interview that we have coming up. It's going to be out in a couple of days. um, Maybe even potentially tomorrow. Um, It's going to be, we're going to have one of the top kids from the 2023 class on here. It's going to be a nice little surprise. I know you guys have been kind of clamoring for us to get some interviews out there on top of Marcus and I kind of, sitting on our soapbox and talking about the hurricanes, football, baseball, and basketball programs. But uh, it's going to be a nice little change up. We're going to try to do this a little bit more going forward, trying to get guys on um, that you guys want to hear from. Um, And listen, like I said, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, Miami 30, one month free of Canes County, right? Miami.rivals.com. There, listen. We're new to the game, to this, to, to rivals, right? But we've immediately come in and given you guys a ton of information. We've broke a bunch of stories, right? We're giving you guys content that you're not getting anywhere else, right? We're giving yep. you articles on a daily basis, message boards. We're on it. Uh, we'd love some more interaction from you guys, and just jump on Miami Thirty. Get your first thirty days free at MiamiRivals.com.
1: Yep, and make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Uh, follow this YouTube channel, and also make sure you tune in for this Storm Tracker podcast available wherever you get your podcasts, uh, including uh, SoundCloud. Uh, That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Storm Tracker podcast. We'll catch you on the flip side.